As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm Allie Wolf, a TV news reporter taking on my biggest assignment yet, motherhood. Get ready to feel inspired and connected as we explore the journey into mom life. This is the Mom's Calling Podcast. I had to sacrifice, you know, watching TV and other guilty pleasures that I had. I found that it wasn't that much of a sacrifice because tapping into that that interest and that passion to me filled me up so much more than watching any TV show or doing any other guilty pleasure during that time. Welcome to another episode of Mom's Calling. I want to start with a quote. The journey is the destination. So it's a total cliche, but this touches on a big theme that I love exploring on the show. The journey to finding your calling, the messy parts, all the pivots, the failures, and the lessons we learn as we navigate life as busy, curious, ambitious, sometimes tired, moms. So with that, today we're doing something new and I think you will love it. It's a podcast swap with Amanda Gorman from Finding Your Village. In this episode, we discuss all things podcasting, career, productivity, and a great story about how to achieve your goals while balancing mom life. It's a little meta at times because we are podcasting about podcasting. However, I think this conversation is beneficial because you'll learn that Amanda and I have two very different ways that we got to pretty much the same result of having podcasts. Amanda and I are both podcast obsessed and we wanted to use this platform and this medium to connect with other moms and discuss these topics that we often go through alone. I've always found it extremely beneficial and inspiring to hear other people's stories and to get inspired by those nuggets and those lessons that you take away from what other people go through. So that's my goal today. My goal is that this message resonates and helps you on your journey to finding your mom's calling as well. Now let's get to Amanda. She is a wife, a mother of two, and the host of the Finding Your Village podcast, which focuses on birth, postpartum, and parent mental health. Amanda is also an educator who teaches online childbirth classes. In this episode, she shares how she came up with the idea for her podcast while in a bathtub, seven months pregnant. Also, why it took her over a year and a half to launch after having the initial idea, how she overcame perfectionism and learned a new craft. We also discuss the sacrifices and benefits that come with pursuing a passion project. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Allie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? 
good. I'm really excited to be doing this today because we're going to be talking a little bit about our journey and all the tips that we have for other moms who want to start something, who want to put their talents and their interests and creativity into something while balancing mom life. It is possible uh, with a little bit of structure and scheduling. So I'm excited to get into this, Amanda. Me too. So maybe we can start by talking about how to come up with the ideas and how to figure out how to formulate what you want to do and actually get started. Because I think getting started and having that vision can be the hardest part, right? Yeah, absolutely. How did you come up with your podcast and did it start with a podcast? It did start with a podcast for me. Um, a lot. I know a lot of uh, podcast hosts who did not start with a podcast. They started with their side hustle or their passion project or their full-time career and then the podcast came next. For me, I am a big podcast fan. I've been listening to podcasts since like 2010. Um, and so I just naturally gravitated towards podcasts. And I got the idea of starting Finding Your Village when I was seven months pregnant with my son, I was, um, which is my second baby. And I was sitting in the bathtub listening to a podcast. And it's mm -hmm. like this idea just fell into my head like, why don't you start a podcast? And so then to, to talk about what we're starting off with, I thought, well, gosh, what would I talk about? If I were to start a podcast, what would it be about? And I immediately just kind of looked at my belly and thought, oh yeah, it would be about motherhood and, um, and like the pregnancy birth early days of parenting. So that's really the, where the genesis of my podcast, um, came from. And I'll also say that I thought of the idea when I was seven months pregnant with him, but I did not launch my podcast until he was over one year old. So it was a long runway for me to actually think of the idea and get it up and going. Wow. Okay. I definitely have questions about that, but I will just contrast you by kind of talking about how mine came to be and then we can kind of get into more details, but yeah, mine, I actually, it's funny. I was pregnant and in the beginning of my pregnancy thought oh, I would love to start a podcast because it's such a daunting journey. And if you don't have a friend going through it right at that time or, or that community around you, right. That village, um, it can be hard and kind of lonely and isolating. So I was thinking about that too, but I ended up doing other things before coming back to a podcast. So it was also in the back of my mind. And I think sometimes ideas need time to just kind of marinate until you're ready. Um, but I ended up starting thinking I wanted to start a website. I did start a website and I started an Etsy making printables for pregnancy. So still pregnancy and mom related, but then it wasn't until this summer that I have a background in journalism. So I figured I want to fuse those and podcasting is the perfect way to do it. And so, yeah, it's about kind of finding that right time to get started. I think. I totally agree. And for me, I am a recovering perfectionist. And so mm -hmm. I just needed to get everything right before I could launch my podcast. So I had to learn all about audio editing. I had to learn about the best way to record a podcast. I had to learn about building a website and marketing. Like I, I took it step by step. And I even got into a place where I was having analysis paralysis where I'm oh my like, gosh. I, I don't know if I'll ever start this thing because I don't know if I'm ever going to be completely ready and get it all perfect. And so I eventually had to then pivot and say, all right, 
it's just, it's go time. Even if I don't have 10 episodes already recorded before I launch, even if I don't, you know, have the, the absolute best audio sound out there, I need to also just start and then iterate and get better and better. I, I know. I think that's that's the case with so many different things that you're going to do and attempt is you just, at a certain point, you have to just kind of jump off into the deep end. Um, but did you have any experience in podcasting or were you just like a super fan of podcasts? Because I think that it's both a perfect time to learn and also very daunting because now there's so many podcasts out there. So how did you go about learning? I'm so curious about that. Yeah. So to answer your question, I was simply a super fan. <laughs> so That's awesome. uh, I do have a background in communication. That's what I got my degree in, but I absolutely never thought about podcasting with it. Yeah. And I just really was such a fan of this topic and then motherhood, early days of parenting, and then the idea of podcasting. And I just loved so many things about podcasts that it was something that was very accessible to everyone. It was something that you could multitask with. So I would listen to podcasts while I would go for a walk, when I was cleaning the dishes. It, was, it wasn't like a TV show where you had to sit down and give it all of your attention. Um, so I really liked that aspect of it. Yeah, no, I think that's so cool. So for me coming from a background in broadcast journalism and being, you know, you picture a reporter on TV and they're talking in the very reporter voice and all of that. And I remember when I was doing that thinking, oh, you know, podcasting is where it's at podcasting is the future because nobody is sitting at home and watching the six o'clock news. So, and I also was a big fan of podcasts and, you know, it was like when serial came out and everybody was addicted to the series. Yeah. So it's just such a beautiful way to have these long conversations and talk about different topics. So yeah, I think it's great, but I also think that just with the internet and with technology, there's so much you can do you and I are sitting at our houses. We have microphones, we have computers, we can start blogs. We can, there's so much that you can do as a mom who's busy and maybe doesn't have the time to fully dedicate either outside of their job or their job as moms, right? I want to tell you about a product I love. It is the Mule Baby Whiteboard, the easiest way for new parents and caregivers to coordinate baby care. You can log feedings, diaper changes, and sleep times. It is reusable. Just stick it to your fridge and start logging. There's also a twin version. Get 10% off your order on Amazon with the code MOMSCALLING. Enjoy. What was your why for starting your Etsy shop and everything before you even started the podcast? Yeah. So mine was, I mean, I think similar to you and what I think a lot of moms feel is during pregnancy is when it started for me as well. I felt like I needed a roadmap. I am a super planner and I always need to know what's next. Like I can't do something without knowing what's next. Yeah. So I wanted checklists and like sort of the practical side of it. So that's why I did Etsy and I created planners, but then I also wanted that emotional support. And so during pregnancy, I think I did what a lot of people did. I went on different apps, um, for, you know, your month of pregnancy and like Facebook groups and all of that. And just seeking that connection and listening to podcasts about pregnancy, about learning and finding, you know, finding that support. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what, what led me to this world. And I think 
it also was the time, like for me, it was COVID and we were all alone at home. And it, it's that connection that, that you need. It was really helpful doing all these things. I think it was helpful for the time of transitioning to motherhood. And also when you're home a lot, you know, COVID or not COVID you're home a lot when you're, when you've got a baby too. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm wondering though, for you, I mean, you already had a baby. How did you find the time to balance it? Because I think that's also a struggle for moms is, you know, you have maybe nap time, you have late nights, early mornings. How did you manage that? Well, that's one of the reasons why it took me so long from the idea of starting a podcast to actually starting it. Um, because time was precious and it was hard to come by. So when I first launched the podcast, I had a corporate job. I had a two-year-old and a baby on the way when I started learning all of the skills that it would take to start a podcast. And then my son was born. And when I would have, after that newborn phase, I really took a break and just focused on being a second-time mom and, um, you know, making the most out of my maternity leave. But after the newborn phase, during naps on weekends at night, I would write out the script for, hmm, what do I want my first episode or two to be about? Um, I probably re-recorded my first two episodes like 11 times. <laughs> and now it's just funny. Um, how far I've come of just, you know, sitting down having a conversation and, you know, not having a, a second take of anything, um, but just feeling really nervous and also just feeling that pressure to get it right. Um, oh, and yeah. that's me. And I'm sure that other people that kind of struggle with perfectionism uh, can understand that. But for me, that finding the time was really in my downtime. And so I had to sacrifice, you know, watching TV and other guilty pleasures that I had. I found that it wasn't that much of a sacrifice because tapping into that, that interest and that passion to me filled me up so much more than watching any TV show or doing any other guilty pleasure during that time. Oh my gosh. I absolutely agree. I think that you have to have that kind of burning desire and the desire to do the thing has to be stronger than anything else. Because I think that, you know, we talked about starting, I think it's not just starting, but staying with it and being consistent. And I think that if you had just given up when you, when you felt like my, I don't like how I sound, I don't think that my message is worth spreading, then you wouldn't be where you are today. And I think it's really that consistency, because my podcast is a lot newer than yours. You've been going for a long time. So I would love to know about how you stay consistent. Cause I'm sure there's times when you're like, I don't have time to do this. And, you know, maybe you're overwhelmed or you feel pressure. So, I mean, I'm wondering if you can talk about staying consistent with it and growing your podcast. And I think it relates to really anything that you're going to take on. Yeah, I agree with you. There is uh, this great book that I read by Seth Godin called The Practice, mm -hmm. and it's about consistency, and it's a lot about creativity and how consistency and creativity um, meet, because a lot of people think of any creative endeavors as like, you're going to have a muse, and mm -hmm. then you'll be inspired, and you can be creative. But creativity is actually more about the practice of sitting down and doing the thing that mm -hmm. you want to do. And so for me that reading that book and like understanding that concept was a game changer because you're absolutely right. There were times when I was like, I'm so stressed out by life and I don't want to put out a new episode. Interesting story. I launched my podcast in 
February of 2020. So Mm. really a month, like six weeks before the pandemic really, really hit where I am in Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, I took an entire, I took the entire month of April off. I mm-hmm. mean, it just floored me. It literally just pulled the rug right out from under me. And I was like, I don't know how to orient myself. I don't know up from down, left from right. And so I just, I didn't abandon the podcast completely, but I was like, I'm going to take a break. I'm just mm-hmm. starting out. I don't have very much of a listenership other than my like five friends that are listening. <laughs> And they'll understand. So I did not start out consistent at all. And I completely have grace and forgiveness for myself for that, especially knowing how, remembering how the world was back then. But after that, I actually realized when I started the podcast up again in May of 2020, that this was a huge motivation for me to keep going. It's something that I looked forward to. Um, And it was something that helped ground me during a time when everything was pretty shaky, honestly. And so to be consistent, I just thought about my why a lot. And then really, and I actually read that book, The Practice, last summer. And so then I just kind of got more into a groove of what is it going to take to meet my goal, which is recording a podcast and publishing it once a week. I also learned and got better about the podcast process and that can be applicable for anything, not just podcasting. Mm -hmm. And and I was able to batch record episodes, batch edit episodes so that it wasn't as much of a grind. Mm -hmm. Um, I also got better at it and more confident with my recording skills. So I didn't re-record something 11 times and I got better about editing and it just became an easier process. Um, But I just, even when I didn't want to do it, I sat down and did the next right thing. And, Mm -hmm. and I didn't always do that. I also had times when I um, had to take a break for personal reasons and really just, just could not. And we've all been there before. Um, but I made the most out of that by saying, you know what, just like TV shows and other podcasts, I can have seasons. And so Mm -hmm. I never even thought about the seasonality of a podcast. And now I'm on season three because I built in those breaks so that I wouldn't burn out and so that I could stay consistent. Quick break to talk to you about planners, specifically the Baby Steps printable planners on Etsy, which come with checklists to keep you organized every step of the way. From pregnancy and baby showers to postpartum and mom life, there's even a planner for recipes and meal prep. They are simple, fun, and affordable. Check out the Baby Steps shop on Etsy and use the code MOMSCALLING for 15% off. Anything is going to start from zero, any business, any blog, any like YouTube, whatever you want to do that you want to start. And I also like my Etsy shop, I called it baby steps because as long as I take a small step forward, I'll look back on this in a year and think, wow, look what I built, even if it was a tiny step. And I think thinking of it that way for me was really helpful. You just have to remember that if you just keep going and maybe sometimes they're going to be slower, sometimes they're going to be quicker, but I just think the act of doing is really, really important. It's been so nice to have something for me as a mom, cause I'm a first time mom. And, you know, I had a very rigorous job that I stepped away from during this whole crazy period of life and time. And 
having that little piece for myself and having these conversations on the podcast, or even just creating the graphics or the tedious process of editing. It's like, that's your time to be you. And then I find that I can go and be a mom and feel better because I personally, and I think that it's, if if you don't feel that way, that's totally fine too. But for me to be happy, I knew I needed that. I needed that piece that was me. And I think it's just kind of being aware of knowing what is going to do that for you. Yeah, I completely agree. And I had moments when I thought I'm such a hypocrite. Like I am making a podcast about motherhood and parenthood. And I've never said that I was an expert and I never, ever will, but Mm -hmm just making a podcast can kind of create like an authority figure out of what you're saying in your content. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt like a hypocrite because I would just feel like a crappy mom. And then I would still sit down and do my practice of Mm -hmm. this podcast. But when I then took a couple steps back and thought about it, like that's just like any other job. You're going to, sometimes you're going to show up at your job and you're going to feel crappy. Sometimes you'll have a day where you're a rock star parent and some days a crappy parent. And so it's, it's not like anything else. It's just that my content is about parenthood. Yeah. It's so funny. Look, we're talking about your escape from parenting and your escape from parenting is talking about parenting, Uh but it's also therapeutic. I think, I mean, I was telling my husband, cause you know, I've recorded maybe like 15 now, which it feels like, okay, you're getting in a groove. And I just told him, I'm like, it feels therapeutic. It's even if like, regardless of how many people listen, the actual act of speaking to other mothers who we are all going through these same kind of struggles. Maybe they look different and we have different environments and situations, but at the end of the day, a lot is very similar and the same. And so I just find that the act of the connection is therapeutic and it's really, really nice. I don't call myself an expert either, but having access to experts, I know you and I have both um, interviewed many experts and I just think it's amazing because another benefit of the internet and the times we're in is the, the sharing of information, which I know there's a negative side to that coin, but the beautiful thing is that we can just learn so much from each other. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I have gotten probably more out of creating my own podcast than I've ever put out there. Like I am totally have a selfish endeavor in this of like, yeah, when I talk to this particular expert, I'm taking notes. I'm learning just as much as my listeners are probably more. (laughs) Yes. Like I just had an episode air that she has a huge social media following. And this is talking about a different kind of topic, not podcasting, but social media is a part of so much today. And anything you do, you have to be online. And for me, I've always have felt like it was a chore. When I was a journalist, it was an afterthought. And so I just learned different ways to be better on Instagram and things like that. And I Googled everything for Etsy to figure out Etsy SEO. And so I just think that we can learn from each other and we can learn just from seeking the information by typing into Google. It's incredible what you can find. Yeah. I used to look at it like it was a chore and at some days I still look at it like it's a chore and in other days, more recently, I have come to appreciate certain aspects of it and I'm liking it more and more and warming up to it. And also a game changer for me with social media was really finding community in social Mm -hmm. media. There are horrible dark corners of the social media, you know, atmosphere and I don't go there. Or if I find myself there, I run away quickly, but there are beautiful, bright light 
corners of social media that I actually really fill me up. And so I just try to hang out there more. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing some of them because I mean, I have some that I've found, but I'm wondering what have you found? What has been that bright light for you on social media? Sure. Um, Well, part of it has been my attitude towards when I receive a hateful comment or find people that are more negative. Part of it is internal work that I do to say I can just completely turn the other way, walk away and not even worry about it. And also remember that people that are haters are actually herders. Mm. They're hurting. And so true empathy for them. The the positive side of things that I have found is what types of platforms I really like the most because there's mm-hmm. lots of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little bit later to the Instagram game, but then when I found it, I was like, oh, I really like the vibe here. Okay. I like this. There, are, I don't like everything about it, but for the most part, I have actually made friendships and connections and have found podcast guests mm-hmm. through Instagram. And to me, that is a bright light. Um, most recently I found TikTok and I laughed at TikTok at first. Mm-hmm. My husband found it a year ago and loved it. And we had this inside joke that he would be like, he would always say, I saw something on TikTok the other day and he kept saying it so much. And I kept making fun of him so much that he changed it to say, I was reading a book and I learned <laughs> this thing in this book and that really meant TikTok. But the thing I like about TikTok is that it's very authentic it can be lighthearted uh, for funny videos, and it can be really, really real, raw, and emotional for other stuff, but that you can quickly connect with because the videos are so short, and it's just something about video and short-form video that just can communicate so much in such a short amount of time. And I've learned a lot and have been able to communicate with people. So that has been the bright side of social media for me and just a couple examples. What have you found? Have you found any bright spots? Yeah, it's so funny because for me, TikTok, I'll go on there and I feel like it's this club that I'm not a part of, but I'm peering into. And so I definitely see the opportunity there, but it just, for me, feels like they're speaking Russian and I'm speaking Spanish. Like I, it just feels <laughs> off for me. And I think that like you bring up a point of you have to find the medium that works for you. And first off, I will say podcast is, it's not social media, but it's more of a comfort zone for me because I like longer form and I like the broadcasting aspect of it because it's my background, but I've always enjoyed Instagram. I think that enjoying Instagram and having an account that really is impactful are two different things. And so that's a learning process for me. And I've shifted my accounts and um, the focus of them. So now I have an account that's just focused on my podcast instead of talking about a million things. So I really enjoy Instagram, but I will add to it. And that one of the bright lights is actually Facebook and it's Facebook groups. And I feel like Facebook is not, it's not the star anymore, but I think that the groups are really great because for me, I've been able to have more conversations that feel authentic because the groups are private and it's instead of putting out contact 10, it's more about sharing. Um, so that's sort of one that I think people don't really think about as much, but I find myself going to certain groups and contributing and talking and learning too. So That's a good one. I am also big on Twitter because I'm a news junkie. I love news. And so I'm on Twitter, but then I find myself toggling through too many. So I think that's probably why for me, 
the TikTok, I'm like, I'm at my capacity. Like my cup is full of social media. I, it's hard to add to it. Yes. Uh, and I also fall prey to that. And TikTok will suck you in. Quickly. Yes. I highly recommend going to the settings and putting like a, a, a time um, reminder on your phone. So it will remind me every day after I've been on it for an hour. And then on the days when it's like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I get that reminder, I'm like, ooh. And then other days when I get the reminder at 5 p.m., I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's a game. <laughs> it totally, totally gamifies it. Yeah, wow. Well, I I just love all of the um, insights that you have shared. And I love all the places that our, our conversation has gone to. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. And I think that, you know, hopefully people can remember that, you know, it's never too late to try something new, whether it's podcasting or TikTok and you just have to start, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to share and continue connecting and hopefully we can um, continue the conversation. Go ahead and tell us how people can find you. I am at Finding Your Village on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, I'm also a childbirth educator and have recently started teaching virtual childbirth classes. So if you're pregnant or know a friend that's pregnant that is looking for a virtual class option, um, you can check out my website at www.findingyourvillage.com. Okay, perfect. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to momscallingpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast. See you next week for another episode of Mom's Calling on the Believe Network. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.